Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The Therapy is a Christian podcast is all things mental health and Christ. We specifically talk about how mental health and God are merged together to foster growth, healing, and making mental health a normal conversation. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to the show. Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Therapy as a Christian podcast. I'm your host, Roz and Renee, and welcome to another episode of the show. Hello, y'all. Hi, long time no here. Y'all, okay, so first of all, hello to all of my new listeners uh, who might have come to me by way of multiple outlets. Um, I have been super busy over the last couple of weeks, and so I have been featured on a lot of different platforms. And so if you're coming to me from hearing about my podcast, Instagram, um, having the privilege and the honor of teaching in the society, um, just just so many outlets that have had I've had the opportunity of being on. Glory to the Father because He is so faithful, y'all. So hello to all my new listeners. Hello to my OG listeners. It is such a privilege to be back in front of this microphone, y'all. I have not recorded by myself since February, and it has been. Such a whirlwind over the last couple of months, especially I know that we're in the middle of um, the pandemic of COVID-19. And so I really, to be honest, y'all, I really wanted to like show those prayers. I know that y'all heard a lot of those bonus episode prayers and I wanted to just share those prayers because it has been my lifeline over the last couple of months. I don't know about you, but prayer has been something that's been a part of my life, but nothing like it has been since this pandemic. And so I'm grateful to God for just the opportunity to pray, letting you all hear it. I know it's a ripple effect and it goes multiple ways in you hearing it from me, but also God hearing it. We need repentance in this time. And so 
I'm super excited to be back in front of the microphone. I won't ramble for too long, um, but I do have a really exciting episode today that I got from a conversation with a friend, and I'll get into that in a second. But before we get into the episode, real quickly, y'all join my email list. I have had so much interaction with my email list over the last couple of weeks. I asked them one day, what do y'all want to hear from me? They they told me they wanted a virtual Bible study. Y'all, we had a whole Bible study that was bomb. And now I'm like doing Bible studies like once or twice a month. I haven't decided fully yet, but this month will be twice a month. And it's just been super exciting to share God's word in such a phenomenal way. And I only let my email list email lists have first dibs to the link and everything. So I don't post it on Instagram. I don't do anything. You have to be subscribed to my email list. So definitely subscribe to my email list to get all of the updates. I give out little freebies here and there. And so I just love to share. So join my email list if you want to get that information and just be a part of a beautiful experience of a Bible study. So let's get into this week's episode. So I was having a conversation with a friend And we were talking about um, a bunch of different things. And one of the things where me and her are really big on relationship. Her name is Felicia, and I may bring her on here um, one day. She's bomb.com, sis. Okay, and she has a whole podcast. Oh, she's one of the ones that was was praying. So I'll link Felicia's podcast below. It's called For His Glory Speaks. She's bomb, by the way. Okay, just a phenomenal woman of God. So anyway... She and I were talking about some things and we came to this conversation about relationship with God. And we were talking about how sometimes it's hard for people to kind of know how to know how to build a relationship with God because there might be a barrier of knowing how to fully express your feelings to him. Like I know people talk about feelings now as this means of, you know, expressing your feelings, expressing how you feel. But sometimes we don't really have the language to know how we really feel about something. Like if a situation happens, you may have like a blanket statement of I'm angry or I'm mad or that really pissed me off. And I'm going to say pissed off because that's not really a word I use often, but just trying to give context. And so what we what I told her was that I didn't learn how to express myself fully until I went to therapy. Like I am a process thinker. I don't really do well staying in my head. Like I will overthink something. I will come back in circles over and over and over and over again that I have learned over time, especially if you're someone that's an overthinker. I, I'm, I don't believe I'm an overthinker. I believe I'm someone that's very um, meticulous and very particular about stuff that I like to understand all of the aspects of something before I do it. I've learned in my relationship with God that He don't give all the aspects all the time. Okay, sis. Amen. And so I have to kind of be very cognizant of relying on faith instead of my feelings and and faith really in the sense of I have to trust God no matter what. But oftentimes, because I can like be very meticulous about something and be in my head, I used to stay in the place of just overthinking because I thought that that was what I had to do in order to solve a problem. And what happened was I realized it it literally threw me into a dark hole of emotions, feelings, being sad for days, so on and so forth, that I never gave myself the space to express. 
Now, it wasn't until I went to counseling that I realized that I just didn't have the language to describe what I was feeling. Because you stay in your head, you don't really talk out or have a person in a way to talk through things with. You may have people, but it's not like there's like a um, an understanding or maybe like a... Um, like an exchange to be able to do so. And so there have been particular times in the past before going to counseling that I just felt like I want to say how I feel, but I don't know what I'm feeling. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know y'all know what I'm talking about, where it's like you feel something, but you don't know how to express it. And so when we were talking about this, we, we had just got out of a conversation where we both were just talking about how like we in our head about certain things. And I'm thankful that I have that space to come to a friend often because me and her talk often where if I'm in my head about something and I've talked to God about it and I just need like a particular resolve to just talk through because there are many times where I'll go to God and I'll talk to him and I can get the resolve but there are some times where I'm like "Mm, Lord I really need somebody like to tell me what what's going on like I just need that that exchange really quick to like say how I feel, get out what I'm thinking and Holy Spirit can really give revelation. And that's where I was. I was just like really kind of needing an exchange with someone that I know hears from the father, but also someone I trust and that I'm close to that can kind of, we talk through it and we're like, Ooh, that's what that was. Ooh, that's what that was. And so although I'm talking about feelings today, I'm explaining it in the context of vulnerability because feelings should not be the foundation of our faith, but there should be a way to put language to assist with what we're going through and overcoming what we're going through, basically. And so I think for me, when I was expressing to Felicia just like how I felt, it gave an understanding to me and Holy Spirit literally enlightened it to me of this kind of like performance mentality that I can sometimes get into when I've, when I've kind of been and done and did some things. Like, for example, I was talking about how like my routine has changed and I feel like I don't want to stay in, you know, it was weird as the routine was changing. Like I was like, is God like God doing this? Like, I don't really understand. And what it came to was just like this perfectionism, I can sometimes like want to do things a certain way that when God switches up my season, I come, I sometimes have a hard time knowing how to adjust that. I don't really ask him like, okay, how do I need to move about now? And so from that conversation, what I gained was that I'm struggling with just the adjustment and the transition. And I need to then now go to God and say, okay, how do I need to now function in this new season? You're switching out the way I used to do things And now I need to switch and maneuver with you. I didn't have the language to know that that was what was happening. So anyway, in expressing this to you all, I want to be able to kind of teach you in a very brief way. This may be a part one, part two episode of how how language is very important when we are trying to be vulnerable because Many times we don't know the feelings we feel. We can kind of have an idea, but we don't have the specifics of what and how those feelings connect to our behaviors and our thought process. So some of us struggle with the vulnerability with God because of factors of unknowing fear, 
doubt about him knowing or understanding or simply being never have been taught how to express. So I hear this statement a lot when it comes to people who say I struggle with communication or I have trust issues or I struggle with saying how I feel to other people because we haven't been in environments that cater to this this ability to express, which is why I always say to you all, you know, Therapy was always so helpful for me and finding a therapist that's really Holy Spirit led and who really understands the context of trauma and the context of what it means to express like feelings are real, but feelings aren't always they should not be the foundation of what we are Feelings should be almost like a little compass to lead you on how to overcome something because you can change your feeling. Your feelings will change. Your thoughts need to change. But sometimes it's hard to navigate through that when you don't really particularly know what the root issue is. So in providing context to this, I want us to understand feelings in a way that's very important. Before I get into I only have two points. Um, and then I'm going to give you some practice, some things you can practice and how you can do this in your time with God as well as with other people. But also, I want you to kind of understand feelings in a different way. Feelings are always attached to thoughts. What you feel has is attached to a belief system. And that's really important. If you can understand what the belief system is behind the feelings, that can help you understand your behavior and what you do. So basically how we move and act and how we react, quote unquote, to situations always is tied to a feeling and a belief. What we do matters and everything is attached to a thought and or belief and a feeling. So, for example, I'm going to name off. So I'm going to list off a couple situations to you that might have a feeling, give you the thought behind the feeling. And then I'm going to tell you how that thought and feeling, which, again, when I'm really talking about thoughts, it's like a belief system. How that thought and feeling impact the way you behave. Because a lot of times we just react and we just immediately go to action. But there's a couple steps before that in that. Everything you do is tied to how you believe something um, or how you think. So the Bible talks about as a man thinking in his heart, so is he. Okay. And so it's really important that we understand this because this can really help in being able to understand how feelings can really, really um, dictate our behaviors, but also to how to have a language to then describe your thoughts and feelings so that your behaviors can change. And I'll talk about that in a second. So for example, let's say you feel inadequate. Very, very simple word. Inadequate means lack of quality, lack the quality or quantity required, ins- insufficient for a purpose. So let's say you feel inadequate. Your thought could be, I'm never going to be able to do that. So the feeling is inadequacy. The thought could be, I'll never be able to do that. From that thought process and from that feeling, your behavior is then you shut down, you close off, you give up on trying. 
You may not know that this may be the feeling or thought you have. You may just know I shut down when people, when, when I feel like powerful people walk into the room or I close off if I don't feel like I'm good enough to do that or I give up on trying if I feel like that seems too hard for me to do. You may not know that you feel inadequate and you also may not know that your thought process is I may, I'm never able to do that. So how do we get past this? I'm going to give one more example and then I'll go back to the how do we get past this? So you may feel rejected. Rejection is also is like tied a lot to disappointment. And so the the feeling is rejection or the feeling is rejected. The thought process could be they never respond to me when I reach out. Now, I am kind of putting this in the context of relationships. However, if that man ain't responding back, sis, those are red flags. Okay, let's just be honest. But I'm going to try to give context to this. So they never respond to me when I reach out. Your behavior or the thing you do or the reaction you have from that from that situation is you block them. You may reject them back. You may lash out. You may go off on them if they call you. And so the reaction from this feeling and thought process becomes... I block them. I reject them. So I really want, and the reason I'm painting this is because I'm trying to give language to how this is so highly connected together. What I'm talking about is the um, cognitive triangle, which is something we talk about in therapy, but I wanted to paint it in a very like easy way to understand. So one of the things that I used to do in counseling that my therapist used to do with me is this process. We would talk about what I'm feeling and what's the thought behind my feeling? And then we will go into how that would impact the way I would, what I would do. And so what we, what we did was we called it um, cognitive reframing, which is basically where we change the thought process. Because if you can change the thought process, then you can change the behavior, which ultimately is kind of going to the context of um, what's the scripture um, it's in Romans where it talks about renewing your mind. And so let's go back to the first one of inadequacy where we can say, if I, if I feel inadequate, I'm never able to do that. My behavior is I shut down, close off or give up trying. But if I switch my thought process to, I can do that if I try and go for it, my feeling would be optimism, because then I'm like optimistic. I can I can do that if I try and go for it. My feeling wouldn't be inadequacy because I'm saying I can try and do it if I go for it. So my feeling would be optimism and my behavior would be motivated to start something, take steps toward moving that uh, moving towards that goal. And so see how the switch occurs when we change the language of what the thought process was to be able to paint a new paint a new feeling and a new behavior. Okay. So this all ties to God in the sense that there are many times where we don't know we have skewed perceptions of many things related to our relationship with God. And so we look at God in such a negative frame when Many times that impacts the way we feel towards him and it impacts our thoughts towards him, which ultimately impacts the way we do things in our relationship with him. And so I wanted to really kind of 
express this in a way of why this is important and why God calls us to bring things to him. I know people talk about all the time, like bring things to God, bring things to God, talk to him about it. But like, what does that look like? And I talk about all the time, the aspect of religion, uh, relationship with God versus relationship. My sister Felicia can really break this down in a whole new way. But many times within our relationship with God, it can be hard to describe because it's so it can it's so hidden under many things and how we have relationships with other people. But God calls us to be in relationship with him and he calls us to be able to know how to overcome with him. And I think it takes time. I, I, I don't I don't think it's something that can be fixed overnight because just in like every relationship, if you had a rushed relationship with your mom, for example, there's so many situations, there's so many events, there's so many things tied to how that relationship can be, needs to be worked on, that even in our relationship with God, it's important that we understand that God calls us to be in relationship with him. And also in being in relationship with him, we have to understand that sin is forever in the world. We came into this world sinful. We we are going to sin. We're going to fall short. We're going to mess up. We're going to always like be working to work on our righteousness and work to be able to, you know, have different hearts. But I think what's important is that because God calls us to relationship with him, he also calls us to bring these negative, um, hard feelings to him, but because we don't know how to always express them, it's hard for us to know how or what to say to him. So I'm going to give you a couple of things and then we'll get into how you can do that. So first John one and nine says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us, forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. I love this scripture because it's so powerful in the fact that when we confess to God how we feel and even and not even really um, because any type of in my eyes, any type of feeling that will always separate me from God, whether it be anger towards him, whether it be my rebellion, whether it be something I've done, whether it be I'm my struggle, um, Um, that I've had in the past related to different things, whatever that may be, when I bring that to him, the Bible says he's faithful and just to forgive me and purify me from all unrighteousness. This goes to the aspect of Jesus in the sense that Jesus's whole reason was to reunite us back with God. And so if it says that we are to come to him and confess, that means we're to come to him and even express our feelings to God. I always talk about how therapy was my open confessional. It was my place where I felt fully open and willing and able to express my feelings, not as a means of being rejected, but for my therapist and I to talk through those ugly parts of me so that I felt more comfortable going to God and talking to him about it. Because I'm talking to a stranger about it. I can definitely talk to God about it. But also Luke 5 and 32 says, I have not come to call the righteousness, but sinners to repentance. And I have a whole Bible study on repentance, y'all. It was so good. If you're interested in the repentance Bible study, the link for it will be below. Um, and it's really, really good. I think I, it was an hour and a half of me teaching about it. And it, it everyone really liked it. So 
I've called sinners to repentance. Repentance is so powerful. Like I don't want to spend a bunch of time talking about repentance because it's just really, really good. But repentance is powerful because what repentance does is it allows, basically repentance means to turn. So when we've done something wrong, or let's say we might have a thought process that's really negative that we want to bring back to God, or we want God to know about or, or us express to him, when we take that to God and we express it, it then gives us the freedom to receive forgiveness to then turn and choose a different way. So like, for example, how I switched the feeling, the feeling into a different thought process, you can easily say, God, forgive me for feeling inadequate. You didn't call me to inadequacy. You called me to be accepted by you so that I could do the things you called me to do. Ephesians 2.10, or is that Ephesians 2.10? It says, we are God's masterpiece created in Christ. Yeah, Ephesians 2.10. Um, created a new in Christ so that we can do the things we're called to do because you didn't call me that forgive me for this. So, so again, everything that's unlike God, we have to put it right back under him so that we can be able to then turn. And so what Jesus is saying, I've not come to call those who, who they, who write in their own eyes. I've called the ones who know they not right to come to me to turn. Now I can go into all this stuff about repentance, but I ain't got time says. And so again, um, then the last scripture is Acts 2, 38. Peter replied, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of Holy Spirit. I could talk about Holy Spirit all day long, sis. Okay. He has become like my best friend. He is my best friend, period, point blank, period, poo. Um, He and I are besties, period. Okay. But Holy Spirit is the one that's inside of us. He's the one greater is he that is in me than he who is in the world. He's the spirit of God who brings us back into righteousness, who helps convict us, who helps us to know, uh, don't do that. Oh, this is what God said. Oh, turn from that. Oh, don't do that. Oh, don't pick that up. Oh, don't go there. Oh, don't talk to that person. He's the one that corrects us and puts us into a place where we can then experience God because he is the spirit of God. I ain't got time to go into all that. But basically, this is how we bring things to the Father. This is how we can say, this is, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to think this way anymore. Help me turn in my feelings back to something more positive. Another reason why you probably may have a hard time expressing is you haven't, again, like I said, had the environment to be able to express And like you might have grown up in a household where you got shut down a lot or you only saw anger or. And so what happens is this this lack of knowledge or this never had been exposed creates gaps in our knowledge of the way we communicate. So you may not have seen people talk about how much they love each other. You may not have seen what that looks like. And so there's not really something for you to grab hold on to in remembrance to know and say, this is what I know. You just kind of do the patterns of things you've seen. And so some of that has to be talked through and processed and counseling, but some of it does need to be with God in the sense that he can show you, this is why you feel this way. Many feelings of, from having a lack of knowledge in this area may be anger, 
maybe bitterness. You may have only been in a household where they were really passive, where you might have saw people being fearful of speaking up for themselves. So you're passive or in turn, you don't really say how you feel because that's all you know. Or you might have been in an environment where people said what they felt, but they shut you down. So they don't really like let you say what you need to, or you might've been in a really bad relationship where that occurred. So these feelings, these underlying feelings impact the way you feel, but they also impact your belief system, which ultimately impacts how you do things. This is good y'all. Okay. Shame might be another thing where if you did something, you were literally beaten over the head about it. So then you feel worthless and um, unimportant. So, so it's not valued. You don't feel valuable. So on. So, so all these things, again, this could take me hours to talk about, but it's important that we understand, and this is really good, that some of this can really paint the picture of how we think God looks at us. Our lack of knowledge of how to do something doesn't change God's heart towards us. I'm going to say that again. Our lack of knowledge of how to do something doesn't change God's heart towards us. Just because we may struggle in an area doesn't mean God struggles in loving us through it. And I think that's the thing that makes it hard for some people to know what to do is because we don't feel like we are adequate in knowing how to express to God. We are adequate. Simply expressing is enough to him. And so I think that because of our thought process towards the father, or our means of not knowing how to handle or get through these things, we kind of have this thought process because we don't know how to do something that that changes how God looks at us. God don't look at us like that, y'all. He just doesn't. And so I want to talk about really quickly, like how you can practice taking this into your, you know, quiet time with God, but expressing and changing your viewpoint of him and being vulnerable, be vulnerable. So I have an amazing ebook um, called The W Method. Um, I talk about it in my Time with God Challenge. It is phenomenal. Um, And I have it linked below if you're interested. But it is one of my favorite journaling tools to take into my time with God. And one of the things that I tell people to talk about in The W Method is, what are you worried about? And really take, take along with that this feelings wheel that I'm also going to attach below with you into your time with God, because there's, there's a feelings wheel I'm going to attach because there's many times, again, like I said to y'all, we don't have the language to know how we express. You can take this into your time with God and say to yourself, what am I feeling today? And along with the, with the journaling method, you can write out what you're feeling and that can begin to give you language as to why you feel that way. Expression is really important. Like David did this all the time in the Psalms, like always talked about, oh God, hear my cry, hear my prayer. You are God. If my heart is overwhelmed, Lord, you are my rock. Like all of these things, even whether it was good, bad or ugly, he always expressed his feelings to the father. Take a trip in Psalms and literally see all the different emotions that David expressed. And God called him a man after his own heart. Because he always wanted to express to God what he felt, but he always sought God too for like knowing who God was. And so with this, these common feelings that you feel, you can ask yourself the questions like, what do I feel today? When did this, when did I first start feeling this feeling? 
did something happen today or within the last couple of weeks that made me feel this way? And again, expression doesn't have to be a point where you're the victim because I don't want to paint the picture again like feelings aren't our foundation because the word of God is true. The word of God is solid. It is the thing we should stand on. But there are times that we have expression of feelings to really paint the picture of how we feel. Like, for example, Jesus knew he was going to the cross. He cried to the father and said, Lord, please let this cup pass from me. Like, I feel anguish. So much so that blood, the blood vessels in his head burst. And there is um, an actual diagnosis of that. And I don't know what it's called, but it's like when you have so much agony to where you're so stressed and overwhelmed, that the literal blood vessels in your head burst and cause you to sweat blood. Like it's a real thing. So imagine the agony Jesus was in and express this to the father as a point before he took, took on the cross. And it's just like having that ability to express is so important. Okay. And the power, the second way to practice this, the first one was taking the feelings wheel and or the, like the W method into your quiet time with the father and using it as a tool, as a means of expression. Um, the second way to do that is understanding the power of processing. I love processing. I love it, sis. It's phenomenal. It's absolutely amazing. The power of processing is talking to others, talking to friends and those who think like you and really kind of, or someone who you may deem to be very strong in faith or in general, just really, really has a good understanding or talking to a therapist And I really will say talking to a a therapist that's very much so about Holy Spirit is it builds the muscle of vulnerability because you're constantly weekly, biweekly going to somebody, expressing your feelings, being forced to do so basically. And I always say like, do not, and hear me when I say, do not allow therapy to be the only outlet in place you, you express your feelings. You have to do it consistently. And I always say to y'all, go to the do to go to the father. That's why I created the therapy reflection journal, not only for the sense of you taking notes in your session and getting what you need out of your session, but then you follow up and reflect. You follow up and write. You follow up and express how you feel so that way you can learn the muscle of vulnerability. Because it is a muscle. Okay, so the way you practice this again, like I said, going, getting the W method with the feelings wheel, expressing that in your time with God, but also process and talk to people in um, your time with them. Process is basically like going to somebody say, this is how I feel. And you can even take the feelings. wheel. I have a friend who literally she and I check in with each other. And we're like, how are you feeling? We look at our feelings wheel and I'm like, girl, I'm feeling this, this, this. And then we talk about why. Why do I feel this way? What happened? How can I begin to look at things differently? And that's the way we can start our conversation to go into knowing how to express something. Okay. So in closing, I want to know, like, send me, send me an email, sis, info at rosalynrenee.com or send me a DM. Send me how you practice these. I actually don't send me a DM. Send me an email because I ain't really been on social media. Send me an email, sis. Send me how you practice these. Send me how they helped you. And again, like I said, if you want to understand more about repentance um, and or the W method, I'll link those below. But the Bible study on repentance really explains the expression of repentance and why it's important in our relationship with God.
So that's all I have for y'all today. I love you so much, sis, and I will talk to you soon. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.